0: When Sarah Everard uh, was abducted and, we suppose, killed because remains have been found in a woodland in Kent, I would argue that at the next opportunity for any bill that's appropriate, I might actually put in an amendment to create a curfew for men on the streets after 6pm, which I feel would make women a lot safer. And discrimination of all kinds would be lessened
1: hey what's up everyone Kiki jock here end of day's podcast with another toxic masculinity for you and i'm gonna be super toxic on this episode only because it's a very controversial topic which i'm gonna be touching on today and which i will call the female imperative um which is an all encompassing kind of word that people use to describe the new gyrocentric order that we're in and a gyrocentric order is just Uh, A Society for Women, Built by Women. And and I'll get to that further in our segments. But today, and in this episode in particular, I want to discuss how we are in a matrix, at least men. And we are confined to the female imperative. And I'll discuss what the female imperative is, and how to identify that we are in a female imperative, and ultimately... How do we get out of this matrix that is the female imperative to put ourselves as our mental point of origin and to live your life in a way that's not feeding the female imperative? Because one thing that I do know for sure in, in sexual strategies, and, and we do have sexual strategies... I mean, you can look around and see you can see all kinds of evidence for sexual strategies. Men's sexual strategy is different than women's sexual strategy. And I'll get to that later on too. But in order for one sexual strategy to succeed, the other one has to be abandoned. And what, what I'm trying to get at about this female imperative is that female sexual strategy and everything that stems from that sexual strategy is now the most dominant um, strategy in the marketplace and in society and it's not a conspiracy it's not me just talking out of my ass it's actually happening in real time and it's been building up over years and it's not to say that um men didn't have a men's strategy wasn't always there it was there and it's always about balance it's always okay how can we um figure out how the sexes can get along but as feminism has come in and, and, and we can see third wave feminism, it's completely tilted into the female imperative. And that's when I'm going to start getting at. All right. Kiki Jock in a days. Hey, everyone. So that video that we just heard was a woman from parliament. Let me see where she's from. I don't know exactly where she's from. I don't really care. What What's, what's the main message is translation. All men are rapists. Right, and, and that's kind of another little little snippet, a little a little 30 second snippet for you to see that we are in a gyrocentric order. Some woman got killed, therefore, all men are rapists, and therefore, we have to um, put in a curfew for men over 6 p.m. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. You know, it, it's idiocy, but only in a gyrocentric order that's catered to women can this even be considered. It's blatant hypo- it's hypocrisy. She's talking about how a discriminatory act will prevent other forms of discrimination. Can we all, you know what? If, if that's the case, can we also put some kind of amendments that she's talking about against false allegations or inequalities amongst the, amongst the genders? Thank you. I mean, no, she won't. Because, it, like I said, it, the pendulum is now swinging towards the female imperative. The, the, the male strategy, male rights, anything concerning male is, is completely being removed from society. All right, so I just kind of wanted to explain that little that little snippet where, you know, this that that can happen in modern society. Well, we're we're seeing it. I mean, it's, I mean, you just heard it, and it, and it's kind of scary because any like I said, it was obviously something bad, but translation, all oh, men are rapists because of it. And then, if you don't think I'm being truthful or I'm I'm being just being a conspiracy theorist, like like a lot of people breaking wells would consider bringing in local curfews for men to make women feel safer on the streets at night in first ministry mark blah 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 I said today so again see it's starting to gain traction now another country's talking about it um and, and that's just kind of the intro i wanted to put in because i'm i, I want to show how the female imperative has not just between women and the sisterhood which sisterhood to me is just the women collective um just like for example, when I mention sisterhood, it's just how women always have each other's backs. You know, like her friends will always lie for her. You know, shit like that. It's just the sisterhood. Um, but how how this policy is, it's at a legislative level. It's in the system. It's institutionalized. Now, the female imperative is institutionalized via laws. You can see it in divorce uh, divorce laws. You can see it in child custody laws. You can see it in child support laws. You can see it in alimony shit. Um, but I digress. I don't want to move too forward ahead. But So what the hell is the female imperative? Right? So here, here's, a, here's a definition for you. Here we go. So real quick, a very basic definition of the female imperative is the tendency of media and culture to put women first, excuse their misdeeds, and criticize any holding of accountability or pointing out of double standards as being anti-woman. The greatest threat to the female imperative is men becoming self-aware of their own sexual market value, and the dissemination of information about how the imperative uses this lack of awareness to uh, to perpetuate itself. Um, so a little bit to unpack there, a- and we can we can use examples. So let's just go with that first bullet point I said: the tendency of media and culture to put women first, to put women first, excuse their misdeeds. And criticize any holdings of accountability or pointing out any double standards, right? I mean, that's easy. For me, It's you can't criticize abortion, right? Even though it's a horrendous, disgusting thing to do, that women do basically like pop a pill. It's easy as taking their daily vitamin. You you can't criticize it. You can't even, you're not a woman, you don't have a uterus, blah, 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 all that kind of bullshit. And I, I know I'm going to start being real you know, misogynist here, very toxic. But it, it is the truth. And if you're getting mad at me criticizing abortion and holding women accountable for those types of actions, then that that's just already proof of the female imperative, how you can't criticize their misdeeds or anything that they do that's wrong. And yet we're supposed to celebrate everything that's beautiful about them, but you can't for one second criticize them. And like I've said on this show before, if you want to know who rules over you, look at who you cannot criticize. You cannot criticize women's misdeeds. You can't criticize how they divorce rape their husbands, or you you can't criticize how they um, they cheat on their boyfriends and and, and uh, the whole paternity thing, how they have children by other men. If you criticize that, you're supposed to just man up and take it. Th- that those are all signs that you're in a female imperative geocentric order. All right, so all right, I continue on. Okay, so the female imperative is an onion, right? So let's just peel off the layers. Those are the first layer. Um, The female imperative, as I understand it, is the force bending the social order to the female mating goals, obtaining a high quality mate followed by provision and protection for herself and her children. Since the female imperative deals with the essential task of propagating the species, it is of great importance and all successful societies have accommodated it one way or another. But all successful societies have also maintained the balance with the male imperative to have sex with attractive, receptive females and to sire children with confident paternity. Despite its importance, the concept of feminine imperative has become laden with scorn because many men feel that the balance between those, between these sometimes conflicting imperatives have become unacceptably tilted in the favor of the feminine. Yeah. So like I said, we've, Throughout society, we've had to balance it, right? So the way they balanced them we saw in the golden era, if you want to call it, in the '50s, was a man got to um, have a young, a fit, beautiful wife, and have kids with her that he knew was was his, and the woman got provisioning and all the other stuff that women want—a house, you know, she was able to stay home and raise the kids. So there we see a perfect balance of imperatives, right? And we can see how that worked quite well, where they're satisfying. I mean, to a certain extent, you're not overly satisfying both imperatives, but you found a nice, beautiful balance there where while a man wants to have sex with all kinds of women, he was able to say, hey, at least I have one beautiful, fit, uh, feminine woman. And while the woman was always looking for uh, a better package or better bigger better deal is what i call it she was able to find a suitable guy to take care of her to give her a house to give her kids right i mean it wasn't the most perfect of all archetypes right but it was a good balance and and the what i'm trying to get at is that now our side the masculine side has been completely abandoned by society by the courts by the laws by by all of that and and it's all fi- it's all tilted um Towards the female imperative. So, examples of the female imperative, right? Let's see here. What did I have? Examples of the feminine imperative in, in action are legal policies that permit an unfaithful woman to cuckold her husband, a.k.a. cheat on him, compelling him to assume full financial responsibility for the child into adulthood with little, with little legal recourse. True. I mean, yeah, you can basically, as long as he's, your name is on that birth certificate or you're married to her and she was fucking some guy, but the baby isn't yours and you find out it isn't yours, you still got to pay for it. Because like I said, what what is women's, one of the bullet points of women's sexual strategy is to have provisioning, right? So the, the courts in a female imperative gyrocentric order are going to make sure she's still provisioned, even though she's acting hell out of pocket. You still got to pay for that kid. No matter what, and you have little, very little recourse to change it because we are in a geocentric, feminine, female imperative order. Um, What else? Or divorce laws that allow women to evict their husbands from their children's lives while forcing him to maintain the burden of provisioning through alimony and child support payments. Yeah, of course. I mean, look, nowadays you can a woman can just be like, "I'm not happy. I'm out of here," you know, and take away your kids. but she still want that alimony, she still want that child support. So the laws, the government and society has replaced a man with child support and alimony. Right? So instead of the man, they've invented this shit which so basically all men have come down to is an ATM. You you you're once once she leaves you and takes the kids, you have no rights really as a father. You, you but you still got to pay. And and that's that's an example of the geocentric order, the female imperative, how the courts, how this legal system it's, its its institution, it's institutionalized to cater to the female. And And I mean, you can say, well, there's a lot of lot of cases, blah, blah blah, whatever, whatever. but I don't see any laws written for males that have any recourse. It, it's all slighted towards the female imperative. Ask any divorce dude, dude. I call it divorce rate for a reason. Literally, dude, if you're married, the girl can tomorrow be like, fuck this, I'm not happy, I'm taking Tyrone's dick, I'm out of here. And she can take half your shit. And you can say, oh, you're broke nigga anyway, or you're a broke fool anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, that's not the point. The point is, is that if you're not broke, she can have recourse to take everything you have inside of an institution of the laws, of the courts. Um, and it's all swayed towards her. She, and if anything, she's incentivized to divorce you because she knows they're not stupid. They they know how it's written into the system that she can have her cake and eat it too. And she can divorce rape you and walk away with cash prizes. So there's really no incentive for her to stay with you if, if she's not feeling or she's with Tyrone or Chad or whatever. Um. So, what, what what is a masculine response to this, right? The, the elevation of the female imperative at the expense of men can be considered a type of defection in the cooperation between the sexes. Women are availing themselves of the benefits provided by men while freeing themselves of the responsibility those benefits used to entail. But mating is a game with repeated interactions, and one group's exploitative tactics will eventually be countered by the other. Yeah, so... Me making this podcast and, and countless other men that I've listened to online, we're starting to figure this shit out. Like, dude, this shit is stupid. This shit's not. Something's up, man. This isn't fair. You know, it, it's, it, they always talk about equal, equal. It's not equal. It, it, it's really not. The way the courts and everything is set up, it's not equal. It, it's it's clearly tilted. And, and if you don't believe that, then I, I feel sorry for you and you're living in the matrix. You are living in the female imperative and you need to wake up. That's why marriage... So, anyway, I digress. Market forces would result in a change in supply and result to the demand and incentive placed by one group or another. Blah, 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 blah. So, a society that celebrates female achievement while disparaging male assertiveness has resulted in stagnant or falling achievement of boys and men in education and the workplace. Some men are consistently going their own way. I say that too. Go your own way. Like... I'm not I'm not even going to engage anymore with women and their games because I know at the end of the day, she has the courts behind her. She has the law behind her. She has society behind her. She has the media behind her. She has the culture behind her. So for, for most guys, the best way to play is just to not play at all. And that's what they're saying. So a society that celebrates female achievement while disparaging male assertiveness has resulted in a stagnant or falling achievement of boys. Yeah, we see that more women are enrolled in college, more women are getting jobs out of college, men, men, men achievement is falling because men are, men are out. They don't want to uh, be achievers anymore to get women, they're going their own way. And that's what I was talking about earlier about what is the response. The response is men are just dropping out of the game. And then we hear women, where are the good men gone? You know, that's, that's our response, at least initially. That's been the response of the male sexual strategists dropping out. Um, Let's see. So the consequences of of this battle going on, of women taking way too much power, and then um, so the response of it is young women are finding that good husbands are hard to find. I mean, we hear that all the time, bro. It's a meme. Where are the good men gone? Oh, that type of shit. And contrary to feminist dogma, this matters very much because no one is capable or willing to provide as much support to a young mother as a good husband. True. He he not only provides material support, he provides his labor, skills, and emotional support. And perhaps most important, he provides crucial parenting uh, contributions that greatly improve his offspring's chances of survival. Feminism sought to serve the feminine imperative by increasing women's choices for mates and freeing women of dependence on men for protection and provisioning. But feminism has failed to replace the value of a good husband through innovations such as alimony, child support, government assistance, and blah, blah, Yeah. So basically what he's saying there, and this is a really, really intellectual essay that I'm, I'm going to break down to you in real speak. Um, what he's saying is feminism let girls fuck whoever they wanted, right? They can write as many dicks as they want. Um, but no matter what feminism says, it's really not catering to you. Because like, I, if you go back to what I said, that bullet point is women want provisioning. Yeah, you could write a lot of dicks, but you're, you're never going to get that good husband that's providing for you. That, that's, that, that you love and all that gushy bullshit. You're not getting that. Which is basically one of your major points of your sexual strategy. So by, by freeing you to write dicks, it's actually entrapping you and only being able to write dicks. So, like I said, where are the good men gone? I made countless episodes check out my end of day's podcast, um, previous episodes about about that. Uh, let's see. Else. Um, yeah, so hmm. All right, I'll come back with a next segment. All right, we're back jocking Jock in the days. So, Feminism is, uh, instead of feminism increasing female mate choice, which is basically writing a bunch of dicks, feminism has reduced the supply of good partners by undercutting men. Correct. Instead of decreasing their reliance on men for provisioning and protection, it has damaged men's willingness and ability to provide those services while providing only poor substitutes. Correct. Like I said, we're out, dude. We don't want to get married. I mean, I don't know the marriage the marriage rates are are lowest ever in history why i wonder why because men know we're catching on to the game we're out we don't want to, dude we don't want to get divorced rate. we we can see it we we've seen enough examples of it and any guy who's listening to this please please think think very very hard before you get married man once that chick is mad at you or, wh- or whenever she's not feeling you anymore that, or that love fucking dies out, man, she has every power at her disposal, bro, to destroy you, to, to take anything that she wants from you. Because that's what feminism is teaching her. All right. Let's see. Forward-thinking women recognize that their imperatives extend to the next generation. These women see that feminism will damage their sons. I mean, I just talked about that in my last episode. Feminism pussy, pushing that tranny shit, that, that shit I was talking about. And hurt their prospects of their daughters. Yeah, I mean, you want your daughter to grow up, marry a good guy, and get married and have kids. That ain't happening. That that ain't happening now, and in 20 years, if this continues, it definitely ain't happening. You're just going to ride a bunch of cocks, a bunch of dicks, and that's all you're going to have. Feminism dismisses the sex differences that women instinctively exploit men into cooperation and replaces them with adversarial, logistic, and one-sided egalitarianism. Yeah, so instead of just letting women be feminine and um, enticing guys with their bodies and to have sex and, and to getting with them and to creating a family, you know, it, it's... Now it's... <laughs> now in order to... Now it's been institutionalized. Now it's adversarial. You know, it's all it's all in the courts. It's it's a legal battle now. It it's they've replaced the whole game. Um, it's just not cool anymore, and that's what we're seeing. And I had this very good graphic, and I'll show you guys. Yeah, I can't show you, but um, basically, hold on. Let me let me get to. It. It's worth it promise you guys all right here we go in the coming years another demographic trend could help further close the pay gap in the u.s blah 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 pay gap give me a break the rising ranks of single working women based on Census bureau historical data so this is whatever the fuck if you guys are into that if you i want real stats here you go here's a real stat morgan stanley forecasts 45 percent of prime working age women ages 25 to 44 will be single by 2030 The largest share in history, up from 41% in 2018. Single women are expected to grow to 1.2% annually from 2018 to 2030. What's driving this trend? For starters, more women are delaying marriage, choosing to stay single, or divorcing in their 50s and 60s, a.k.a. divorce raping. Women are also delaying childbirth or having fewer children because they're riding a bunch of cocks. So, like I said... You know these things do have consequences. Um, acting out of pocket, and men are starting to wise up to it, and that's why you see a bunch of single single girls out there right now. No, no, no guy wants to commit, because there's really no incentive to. Um, okay. <sighs> All right. So that that's kind of. The gist on the female imperative. So when I mention it going forward, I've mentioned it before, but I thought it was a good time to just s- tell you how I feel about it. That, that's the female imperative. It, it, it's a sexual strategy um, that's being catered by society and the pendulum has swung in, in women's favor way too much. And, and like I said, why is it important? Well, because now we're seeing the lowest birth rate in history. That's also a stat. We're seeing the lowest marriage rates in history and i just read you this that now we are seeing the most single women ever in history so you think feminism is working out or not working out and and if you think it's working out then you're you're just a fool and why is it important because it is the propagation of our species like this guy said i mean it's important stuff generations future generations will be demolished by this if not already all the divorce raping all the all the child support, child alimony shit, it's all damaging families, and and it's damaging people and kids, where where fathers don't get to see their sons, you know it it's it's a it's a, it's a very sad sad state of affairs in society we are, all because the pendulum is way too far out in the female imperative side. So, all right. So another one. I'll bring it up again. When women do bad things, they are treated like children morally. Yep, like I always say, women have no accountability in the society anymore. They're let off the hook, protected from the consequences, yet they are allowed to make potentially disastrous choices without adult supervision. Choices that men will pay for when those choices go wrong. Totally. Like, oh, I'm just going to have a baby. You know, that's, that's always a woman's choice. You know, what, now with birth control, now with all this kind of modern stuff, if you're having a baby in this day and age, don't don't give me that shit. You had it because you wanted to have a baby. All right. Thus, women receive substantially lesser penalties for crimes and are not really expected to honor contracts. Yeah, like <laughs> a good example is, uh, what is that thing when you get married? A prenup, right? They can throw prenups out of the window for a woman. That's what I mean. You're in a dry sentence order, dude. Yet any business that discriminated against contracts signed by women would be in big trouble. Correct. Like a marriage license, right? You, you, <laughs> you, you, can, you can say no to the prenup, but not to the marriage, right? You're in a geocentric female order. Even though uh, a pregnant woman can abort or give the child away, but if she decides to keep it, she can demand child support from the father while denying the child a father. Yeah, we see that all the time that's that's uh that single mom 101 right there i read it to you again this is a lot what's happening right now a pregnant woman can abort or give the child away but if she decides to keep it she can demand child support from the father while denying the child a father so i name i can name more rights that women have than men she can abort a kid she has exclusive rights to birth Men don't mean shit. You have no rights. As soon as she's knocked up, she has something of yours that you have no rights over. She can kill it. She can have it. Even if beyond your will, even if you don't want to. She can lie that she's on birth control and get, oops, I'm pregnant. And uh, yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. There's nothing. She has all the power due to the courts. So that that's also one. So essentially what we're seeing is the female imperative is a result of the fact that letting women take the cost of their decisions leads to intolerable bad outcomes. So men have to take the cost of women's decisions. Very true. But even if we try to ameliorate the cost of bad decisions, these decisions are still terribly harmful and should never have been permitted. You know, for example, you should not be able to divorce-rape your husband. You should not be able to... Have abortions and kill innocent fetuses or innocent children in your womb. Um, you should not be able to use your children as pawns and, and withhold them from your the father in order to better your case. You know, all these kind of things that women are doing, and they all have terrible consequences. They're very short-term gains, but, but over the long term, they're very, very destructive. So, we're living in a female imperative jail order so that's just what it is it's it's not even up for debate at least to me it's not because like i said it, it's it's clear in the courts and in the laws and you know everything is going so all right next segment coming up geeky talking today. is all right we're back geeky talking days. for one gender to realize their sexual imperative the other must sacrifice their own i said that earlier this is very true This is the root source of power the feminine imperative uses to establish its own reality as the normative one. Correct. From this flows the rules of engagement for dating, yes, mating, yes, operative social conventions used to maintain cognitive dominance, and laws and legalities, sorry guys, (laughs) I I sounded bad on that one, legalities, I still can't say it right, legalities that bind society to the benefit of the feminine. From this derived men's default status as the disposable sex, while women are the protected sex. Yeah. in, in this root that the imperative uses to excuse the most blatant inconsistencies and atrocities of women. Yeah, you ever think about why does why do men have it harder because you live in a gyrocentric female imperative order. You are you are an ATM. You've been reduced to an ATM. You have no legal recourse over your wife, over your kids. She has all the power. You are a second-class citizen to women in this, in this order. Monogamy and fidelity are only useful when paired and optimized with hypergamy. True. So <coughs> what he means by that is monogamy is only useful to women if she's with the biggest, baddest Chad or Tyrone, whoever. She doesn't want to be monogamous to any beta schlub or any average fucking loser. That's why, femin- that's why feminism arose in the first place to give women more options. To-, to fuck the Chads and the Tyrones with little commitment. So it's only, only good if it's serving their purposes. In order to affect this reality, men must be convinced of a degree of more control than the feminine imperative exerts. They must believe that it is they who are the masters of reality defined by the feminine, while remaining dependent upon the systems that the feminine reality outlines for them. That's true. The crowning irony of the feminine imperative is that men should be accused of the patriarchy, while enabling the very framework of the feminine imperative. Yeah, you're you're for the patriarchy, blah blah blah. You're this, you're misogynist, you're this, you're that. <clears throat> while at the same time they hold all the power. They have more rights than you. They're they're protected class and you are disposable class. It's a catch 22. The female sexual strategy is victorious because even under the constraints uh, even though, uh, even under the contrients auspicious of male oppression, it's still the female goal state that is agreed upon as a correct effort. Yeah, so whatever a woman wants is whatever her strategy is, what's normal for society. That's why being a player, being a playboy, doing all that is they label you as a fuckboy, you're this and you're that. It's because if you're a player, you a playboy, you ain't giving women commitment. So, therefore, it's a demonized sexual strategy. While being a monogamous little beta to her is celebrated. A perfect example of this shit is I've seen this one meme where, like, the guy who's like, I'm, I'm not the father, I'm the father that stepped up. Like, that kind of shit. Like, that's, in, in, in essence, it's fucking outlandish how a guy would willingly step up to provide for a kid that isn't his to be with a woman. Women are like, that's a real man. <laughs> yeah. But a playboy doing his thing is demonized. Oh, he's just a man-child. He's not mature enough for women. But a woman can literally cuckold her husband. And in my my example, a woman can literally have another guy raise her, her, uh, have another guy who's not the father raise her child and no one bats an eye. It's just normative because you live in a, female imperative geocentric order you can't criticize that because if you do you're just a you're just a man child who doesn't know responsibility you don't know how to man up the whole thing of manning up is because why again you live in a female imperative geocentric order alright I digress Uh, let's see satisfying the female imperative achieving the ends of the female sexual strategy is still the normative condition I just explained that yes Men's goals are aberrant. Women's are beautific. Yeah, so we, we can see all this stuff, right? It, it's, it, it's insane. This segment was mostly about, it's normative. Women's sexual strategy is not normative. That's why you got, that's why they're praising uh, people who step up to provide for her, even though that's not his real son or his real children. No one bats an eye. But if a guy wants to be a playboy, Nope, you're, you're a man child. You are mature because you're not, you're not playing her game. And if you're not playing a woman's game, the geocentric social order will demonize you for it. Yeah, so, all right, next segment, Geeky Jogging in the Days. All right, Geeky Jogging in the Days. You get married out of fear for not being found acceptable of it or from social shame for not yet having accepted your role in the service to the imperative. To be a provider for her. Your children are offered in tribute to it, while in turn you unknowingly perpetuate it in them. You pay tribute in alimony, in divorce proceedings, in the expected sacrifices your career demands to maintain its influence of your own life and society at large. You exist to facilitate a feminine reality. It's true. And, And what he's trying to get at is, You know, if a woman's sexual strategy is the normative one, then you you essentially just exist for her to exercise her sexual strategy, which is to extract provisioning from you and for her to get set up all nicely while you work and you do all your thing to provide for her. But like I said, the moment you want to be a playboy, you want to have sex with multiple women without commitment, you're a disgusting misogynist. The feminine imperative wants you to be a good boy, of course, and do what women want you to do. Duh. This includes not being a player. You are depriving girls of the provider they deserve by not locking yourself into one girl. Turning into a whip schlub, become the provider who dotes on her. That's what you got to be. Staying the whip schlub so she can cheat on you to get her alpha high while you while you're staying secure in her provision yeah that's her strategy right beta bucks alpha fucks right she she'll use the she'll use the guy McDonald's on her phone to get provisioning while she's getting dicked down by the alpha or by the by the by the Tyrone or I don't even know what girls consider alpha now anymore um I'm confused man it's just some loser guy who Basically, doesn't take her seriously while the beta guy is a guy. I love you, i buy you McDonald's and drop it off on of your porch while Tyrone fucks me in the ass. And that's the truth. I mean, <laughs> I know I, I was out of pocket right there, but those are overarching themes. But under the female imperative, all is geared towards securing safety providership along with the genes of the alpha. That That is basically her sexual strategy, right? She wants provisioning but she knows that the alpha is not going to commit that much to like a beta would or like a nice guy would or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Whatever you want to call that shit. So she'll cheat on that guy to get the alpha genes but use him for provisioning. And, and if you question that and if you don't want to go along with that, and if you want to criticize that, you can't. Why? Because you're in a gyocentric female imperative order. Also, men's imperative and women's intersect. Most men want some bonding with a stable relationship with a loving, supporting mate. True. Yeah, so it's not to say that men just want to fuck, 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 fuck and everything. But like I said, we were out of balance before and it worked quite well. But since the, since the introduction of feminism and all this third wave feminism now and all these women rights and all this empowerment, we see that the pendulum has swung. And it's in an, it's in dangerous zone now where it's all about women, and we're starting to see the effects of that. All right, guys, I got a I got a crazy funny video for you guys. Um, I was saying earlier, you know how we can't hold women responsible for anything, you can't criticize them or anything that they do, right? It, it, you can't. This is a perfect example of it, and it's also a lens into what the hell's going on with all this uh, female imperative shit. All right, here you go
0: woman says her boyfriend lavished her with more than a million dollars in gifts. When 26-year-old Stephanie Grzanski met 59-year-old Stephen Klubeck, she considered him quite a catch despite their age difference. Klubeck is worth an estimated $100 million. I'm Stephen J. Klubeck, chairman and CEO of Diamond Resorts. But their relationship soured, and now the multimillionaire wants all his gifts back. Klubeck says he fell in love with Stephanie, but now he says he feels duped. Little did I know that while I was working in my various homes, and my children were in the home and my employees, she was shooting porn in the bathrooms and putting it on OnlyFans. Stephanie confirmed she's a model on the wow. website OnlyFans. Where she posts provocative photos of herself for paying subscribers. You're worth $100 million. You run a multinational corporation. How did this 25-year-old model dupe you? Well, you know what? We had a security failure, Jim. <laughs> security our security phone. folks did not unlock the pages on OnlyFans. we made a mistake we saw the content that was extremely pornographic which showed my assets used as backdrops assets like his mansion and his jet but stephanie claims her boyfriend knew everything about her from the beginning he used to call up his friends and say hey steph's outside
2: taking photos You know, I was taking a photo on a horse, and I was naked, and he called up his neighbor to come and watch. He actually loved it. Um, It was kind of like a routine. Like, every day he would tell me how much he made on stocks, and he would ask me how much I made on OnlyFans. He also let me use his private plane to shoot nude content. He loved it. He thought it was
0: hot. Fictitious. Fictitious. She's reckless. She's a menace. She's a con. Stephanie's lawyer, Arthur Barron, says by asking for all those gifts back, totaling more than $1 million, Klubeck is trying to ruin her financially. He made it clear that he has tons of money, and he would use that money to litigate with her, to keep suing her until she went broke.
1: <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot to unpack there. But um, that's proof to me that there's no amount of money if you're plugged into the matrix, that you don't realize you're in a geocentric, female imperative order, nothing can save you. Guy has everything a woman may need. She doesn't need to work. You know, she she could even she could have even asked for money to start a business, but she preferred the OnlyFans shit. Craving for attention. That's proof that with stuff like OnlyFans and Instagram, they crave mostly for the attention. You know, this is where we're at now. You know, it, it's it's crazy, and this is normative now. This this story is normative. Sugar baby takes advantage of old man, posts a bunch of butt pictures, all over OnlyFans. You can't criticize it. You can't say what a disgusting behavior. You you, I'm a misogynist pig if you say that kind of shit. And it's also his fault too, man. I mean, come on, how do you, how do you, how do you not understand that arrangement, bro? She's a sugar baby. Who wanted a sugar daddy. But turns out he wanted more. And that she's willing to give. Th- that's what I think too. Um, but I also. Wanted to play that video. Because it, it just shows you. How that. that Disgusting behavior from women. Is normative now. And you can't criticize it. You can't. How dare you. You know, She's just getting her bag. Kind of shit. And. and we can see how those decisions, while wow, good for her in the short term, are very disastrous for relationships long term and for herself long term. She's going to have booty pics, ass pics. She said naked on a horse. Who knows what the fuck she was posting for the rest of her life on there. Something Turn
2: down a job or some kind of opportunities um, in order to facilitate a relationship because they believe that that is their highest goal, that is their highest calling. And the reason that they do that is because... Their mental point of origin is not themselves; it is the woman that they're with, whether it's their their mother or their or womankind. I'm, I, I use the term the feminine imperative as sort of a catch-all for just womankind. And uh, in doing so, um, guys will put off their own ambition; they'll put off themselves to the point where, when they're faced with an important decision, the first thing that jumps into their head is not themselves or how things will affect them, but how it will affect their relationship or how it will affect um, their their potential relationships even with women. Even if the guy doesn't have a girlfriend, how is that de- How is that decision going to help him solve his reproductive problems? And so...
1: Correct. So I'm going to stop him right there and we'll continue. Yeah, I felt victim to this too. It's like when I first started making a little bit of money the first thing I want to do is get my own place. Um in a good part of town, next to bars, so I could go out and meet chicks. Well, that sounds pretty normal. What he's talking about, his mental point of origin, is I hadn't put that yet together. I was doing all that for... Because what's the, what's the greatest thing they say a man can do now is get with a woman, right? And, I mean, it basically is it getting with a woman... Should be the most up highest of importance, and how are you considered a real man in society if you're fucking all kinds of bitches and shit when in fact that's not what being a man is I, I've discussed this in our my previous episodes too, but it's just very interesting how everything we do in a female imperative geocentric order is geared towards either a getting women b impressing them, and ultimately it it all leads to enabling their imperative over you so all right i digress
2: when i stopped thinking about that when i started putting myself first and i started making myself my my own primary interest that's when i suddenly i i find out that i'm doing a whole lot better when I'm not thinking about women, when I'm not thinking about uh, how will this affect... I want to do what I want to do, and this is how I think I can be successful, and this is how I think I can be the best version of myself. And that's when I came to the conclusion that um, women should only ever be a complement to a man's life and never the focus of it. Because once a woman becomes... Women don't even want you to be the focus of their lives. But once that happens, then you are... You can't say no to that. A lot of guys get into relationships right now where they can't say no because of either legalities or their family situation, or they've got kids, or you know whatever. They get to the point where they cannot say no about things, and I think a lot of that stems from guys not making themselves the first thing that jumps into their head when they're faced with a decision. So that's why I came up with the term mental point of origin. So I'm sure you probably heard like um, like Tony Robbins or some of these guys who are what we call success porn guys. These are guys who are um, saying you know you got to put yourself first, you got to be you got to be number one, you got to be the prince, the prince, you got to be the prize, those kinds of things. And all of that is really good motivational speaking, but it doesn't solve the problem that you need to internalize the idea. That when you are faced with a decision, that you reflexively think of yourself this is what I call internalizing the red pill. It has to be something that's a, ref- that, a, a that becomes a part of your personality, and I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of guys really understand that because I think it's it's easier to say, well, you mean just be an asshole, right? Because we talk about this all the time, is that um, like chicks dig jerks, right? Ch- uh, you know, chicks dig guys who are, are are full of themselves, or they're they're self-important, or they're arrogant, or whatever. And women respond to that, and they do. But why do they respond to that? That's what I wanted to know. You want to know why I got all into this? It was because I wasn't satisfied with just chicks dig jerks. I want to know why chicks dig jerks. I want to know what the what the mechanics are. It's not enough that the car runs. I got to open up the hood and find out how the car. You know, how do I? What does the engine look like? How do I rebuild the engine? Kind of thing. Sorry, so.
1: Yeah, what I take from the most from that is making yourself your own mental point of origin. How do we fight back the female imperative? That's exactly that. Don't do shit for women's imperative. Say no. Leave a relationship when you know you got to go. Even if she tries to trap you with kids or with a marriage. Or You got to say no. And if it serves your interest, then there's nothing wrong with that. But since we're in a female geocentric imperative... You're, you're, you're conditioned to not put yourself first and your interests first as a man. It's always about her and her interests and her imperatives. And that what leads to a lot of suicides by men, a lot of pain and suffering. Because, like I said earlier in the, in the episode, is in order for one's sexual strategy to succeed, one has to abandon his. And once you abandon your sexual strategy or your self-interest and you make her and you make the female imperative your point of origin, you're just a slave. You're you're not acting within what's best for you. And that's no way to live life. And you will be taken advantage of. While it may hurt at first to unplug and to walk away from female imperative, it's ultimately worth it in the long run. Once you unplug and you don't play, they can't hurt you. They'll try and try. And maybe they will, but over time, you unplugged. You are now making yourself the mental point of origin, and you're doing everything that it takes for you, and following your dreams, and not and not letting anyone else or some woman tell you not to. And that's kind of what I wanted to get at in this in this whole show. I know it's it's fun to sometimes be down on women, which we should honestly. It's not enough of it. Um, men get beat down all the time, but make yourself your ment make yourself. Your own mental point of origin. Always. In every decision. Like you said. That's how you internalize whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it the red pill or whatever. That's how you internalize fighting back. Every single decision you make should be for you. And not to serve society's interest. Or a woman's interest. Because we know society is geared towards the female imperative. Right? Man up. Be a good little boy. That's all. That's all to serve women. You shouldn't. You should just do what you want to do. Why Why is that bad? Again, because we live in a female imperative, dry a quarter All right, guys. I think that's enough. Um, I'll be making some more videos on this End out toxic masculinity. A couple more episodes. Not a couple, but I'll I'll do it quite a bit. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying it. In day's Geeky Jock, I'm out.